Welcome to the Kidmen Huddle, part of the Kids Matter Podcast Network. Gather round, Kidmen leaders, and be encouraged and equipped as you build the kingdom. Now here's your host, Amber Pike. Welcome back to another episode of the Kidmen Huddle, friends. So it is now into the second week of March, and we have an early Easter this year. So that means either you have already figured out your Easter plan or you're still figuring out. Now in this still in the COVID pandemic craziness, plans look a little different, I'm betting. For my church, we normally would do a really big Easter egg hunt. We'd open it up to the community. Now for us, big was having like 50 kids come, but we had a lot of eggs. Uh, We have a really small yard at my church, so it really wasn't a hunt so much as an egg gather. I mean, you could see like all the eggs. We would hide a couple of prize eggs, but it was really just gather how many eggs you can. And some years kids would go home with like two grocery bags full of eggs. But being still sensitive to the pandemic that we have, This year, I felt that an Easter egg hunt is not the best choice. Last year, we were shut down before Easter, and the resources I sent home last year were all digital. It didn't fly. So I've really struggled coming up with a good plan of what to do for Easter. But slowly, God has started just piecing it all together and tying it all together in I'm loving it. One of my big, I guess you would call it issues, is when we don't teach the Bible as a narrative, as a story, a beginning, a middle, an end. It has to be. Now, Easter, it's like, you know, the Super Bowl of ministry. You can expect visitors. You can expect kids that you only see a couple times a year. So you want to definitely give them the gospel. You want to teach them how Jesus died and rose again to save you from their sins. The problem with that is if you don't teach the why. Why did Jesus have to do this? It doesn't make as big of an impact. Kids need to know why Jesus had to die. Kids need to know why you're saying that they have sin, that they need to be saved. So really... You need to start back all the way at the beginning with creation. You need to start by telling kids about the perfect world, that the perfect, amazing, one-of-a-kind, only true God created for us, his special creations that are made in his image. Then you have to move to, well, man ruined that. We made a Adam and Eve, they... They made a choice. They disobeyed God's commands and they broke that perfect relationship that they had with God. So as you start there, you then move on to the problem with sin, the punishment with sin, how God temporarily forgave sin as he was leading the Israelites, his people. You move on to the promise of the Savior. The whole Old Testament, it's the promise of the Savior. You see it first in Genesis 3.15 all the way in the beginning. It wasn't plan B. It wasn't a, oh no, what do I do? God had a plan and he promised to send someone who would save their sins once and for all. Then God's silent for a few years and you get to the New Testament where you see the fulfillment of that promise. 
And then you have the future. Jesus had gone back up to heaven. Christianity spread. John had his vision and he gives us a glimpse of what heaven will be like, where we can spend eternity because of what Jesus did on the cross. We have to teach that message. And not just on Easter, but I encourage you to especially teach it on Easter. Because it is awesome that Jesus loves us so much that he died on the cross to save us from our sins and rose again. But if we don't know the why, it's not as big of a deal. So this is important to me. And I was so excited. Earlier this year, I found the most amazing resource. Now, for Christmas, the last couple years, we've done this Advent storybook that does something similar. It starts with the beginning. Tells the importance of, well, this is why Jesus had to come. And for Easter, I found she's made an Easter one. It's called the Easter Storybook. It's 40 Bible stories showing who Jesus is. It's by Laura Ritchie. You can get it on Amazon right now. Today is on sale for $7.67. That's a deal. Now, this storybook does not start at creation. But the cool thing, if you've read the Advent storybook, which we just came off of reading the Christmas season, you know, mere two months back, it picks up with the very next account of Jesus's life. So the Advent storybook for Christmas, it ends with Jesus's birth. Well, the Easter storybook picks up when Jesus is a child. And it goes through and it's talking about who Jesus is. And this has became my theme for Easter. Who Jesus is. Because I want kids to not just know facts about Jesus. Not just to know Bible knowledge and can do their sword drills and all that stuff. I want them to know Jesus. So as I was trying to figure out what to do for Easter, slowly God just started to show me to teach about who he is to them. And I found this Easter storybook devotion, which went in their winter kits. No, sorry, spring kits. I don't even know what season we're on. And things continued to expand from there. So these kits that I do... It's just a bag of resources. There are physical, tangible things because that's how my families respond best, including, you know, the Easter storybook. There's paper prayer calendars, um, a cooking devotion. My kids love them. But another really cool thing I found, which tied in exactly, they're called devotional dippers. It's this little cardboard tube and it has these little sticks in them. They're two-sided. You can probably hear me opening the case right now. These little sticks are two-sided. And um, there's a couple of versions, but I got the God is. So it's God is, this one, omnipresent. He's present everywhere. And then it gives you a little short passage to read. And then you flip it over. And it's got a think about it question and a pray it little prompt. And then they even have instructions on there and how you turn your little dippers in the tube so that you don't pick the same ones. One end is a different color than the other. So you flip it. And I was so excited about these because they're small. They're easy. They don't take up much time. Um, 
as much as I love Jesus and as much as I love my kids, I'm a parent. I'm a busy parent. And we don't really have time just to sit and do a, you know, hour-long devotion that I have to spend three hours prepping. I don't think anyone does in today's time. Parents want something easy. They want it simple. Honestly, let's, let's call it like it is. They want it done for them. They don't want to have to put in the prep. And I really like these because they fit that. But they're also meaningful. You're not just doing something for the sake of doing something. There's a purpose for it, which I think is the other, the other side of the equation. It needs to be simple and easy, but it needs to be meaningful and purposeful. So we've got the Advent storybook. I've got these devotional dippers. I'm like, yes, this is all coming together. So what am I going to teach on for Easter? Hmm. Oh, I know. I'll teach on who Jesus is. And I created a lesson called, Who Do You Say? It's the passage between Jesus and his disciples. Who do you say I am? And it's challenging the kids as they're learning about this passage in the Bible. It's challenging them. Who do you say Jesus is? Who is he to you? Of course, the gospel is going to be given. That's a no-brainer. Um, if you're not giving the gospel frequently, in different ways, different wordings, I encourage you to do so because you never know when a boy's and girl's heart is being worked on by the Holy Spirit. But especially at Easter, because you get kids that you don't normally get. Really excited about this lesson. Um, for us, it's a little extra exciting because we just are in the final finishing touches of a over two-year renovation project for the kids. We used to be downstairs. It's an old building. They're long, skinny classrooms that don't make much sense. We had furniture from, I don't know, the 50s maybe. We moved upstairs where the youth were. We got permission. We got budget money to knock out a wall, give us a really big room, get new flooring because the carpet was older than me. And it showed it. It looked pretty rough. Well, we had some holdup with the company that was going to use it, going to do the renovation. Then we had a pandemic. We finally got it rolling. The walls knocked out. The floors are in. They put up new lighting for us. We painted walls. It looks amazing. So I'm doing a really big reveal on Easter Sunday. I've blacked out the windows. The kids can't see in. I'm so excited to get kids there and have them see this brand new room. And I'm so excited for them to hear about God, to be challenged on who he is, on who they say he is. Instead of an egg hunt, I'm sending home a family challenge because I want moms and dads to lead their kids, but it's hard. As I sat and tried to think of what could I send home that my family would do? I thought about sending home Easter eggs filled with candy and let them do their own egg hunt. But I know my kids, and I know half of my kids would eat all of their candy out of their eggs on the way home. And I know very few of my parents would take the time to hide the Easter eggs for the kids. I wanted, again, something easy, but something meaningful. 
So I came up with a bingo card, but it's kind of like service bingo. I'm going to put it up on my website. It's called Easter Extravaganza. And during the Holy Week, families are encouraged to do as many as they want to, as many as they can, service things. So there's simple things like, you know, do a chore or listen to your mom all day. But then there's more time-consuming things like make a meal for someone or to make a donation of food or money or whatever. But the goal is to get families serving together, sharing God's love, telling people about who Jesus is through their actions. You got kind of with kids, I feel like you need to reward or I guess build up. So I'm telling families that any family who participates, the kids will get a prize on Easter, which is kind of a, you know, doubly trying to get them there for Easter. Um, and for families that really knock it out of the park, they're going to get a bigger Easter basket of goodies, but every kid will get something. And because I'm really just really focusing on who God is, and I want the kids to focus on that. I want them not just to hear Miss Amber say, this is who God is, but I want them to learn it in their lives. I created a devotional for them, an attributes of God, 30 day devotional. And they'll write down, well, it'll start with a verse and an attribute. And then there's a question and then there's a space for them to write it. I personally enjoy writing prayers lately, writing out my thoughts to God. And I'm betting, you know, there are kids that like to do that too. And then it ends with a prayer prompt. So every kid is getting this kind of as a Easter gift that comes to our service. You can get this if this lesson, if this prayer journal, if they sound um, like something you want to do with your kids or your ministry, you can grab it at kidsmatter.com. I'll put a link to it on my website. Um, but you can go to kidsmatter.com and look up the attributes of God. You can get a bundle deal that has the lesson, who do you say, along with the prayer journal, or you can just get the prayer journal. But I'm so excited about this. And my son, Reed, we had a conversation the other day coming home from church. He's got like a memory of an elephant. Aren't they supposed to have really good memories? He just retains information. And the other night, the other Sunday, I think it was the lesson of Lazarus. And Reed's like, oh, I know this. I don't need to listen. So on the way home from church, we had the conversation about how we should always be learning. Even if we've heard this story a million times, it's God's word to us. And we need to be learning and listening for what he wants to teach us. So that's my goal for Easter. My kids have heard the Easter story. They know what Jesus has done. In Sunday school, we've been going through his, his life, his ministry. They know what he has done. But now I want them to know, not just know about, but to know who he is. To know who he is to them. To be growing in their relationship with him. 
And I'm so excited about these couple of tools that I found to help them grow in their relationship with him. All the links for these products are going to be in the show notes. Um, it'll be on my website. You can get this podcast at kidsmatter.com. I don't think the show notes show up on iTunes or Spotify. Not really sure how that works. I'm not so tech savvy. But I encourage you, Kidman leaders, don't settle for just having your kids know about God. Knowing his story is awesome. It's important. They need to know the whole story, including the why. But don't stop there. They need to know more than just the facts. Help your kids go from knowing God. I'm sorry. Help your kids go from knowing about God to knowing God, to truly knowing who he is and living in relationship with him. And remember, Kidman leaders, what you do matters.